welcome listeners to the Absolute Worldy Football Podcast. Hi, Kyle. Or should that be howdy? Howdy, listeners. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe, why, why should it be howdy, Kyle? We've never said howdy at the start of the podcast before. Well, maybe it should be howdy because of this week's theme, Joel. We, we, have, a, we, we re- have a theme? We have a theme, and before There's we reveal it... involved in this? A eh, little bit. <laughs> Maybe the uh, listeners can guess if we say a list of things that are in accordance with this theme, okay. such as apple pie. And uh, baseball. Reese's Pieces. Mom's famous grits. <laughs> I'm all out. Yeah. We've got an American guest. Yay! Yay. Welcome, Andrew Gruen. Hello. Hello. Yeah, you covered pretty much everything about America. In that little list there, so that was very impressive, guys. Thanks. Your, your knowledge is very deep, and uh, <laughs> yeah, really good. Really yeah, good. you're impressed by. It took me back to my, Char- my birth. birth what are grits? Grits. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like chutzpah. Like, ooh, he's got a lot of grit. Oh, yeah, why are they I when you it was eat food? Them? Oh, when you eat them, that's a southern uh, delicacy a little bit. Oh, did you just dismiss? Like, that was quite a dismissive southern. Ah, uh, well, I'm just not very familiar with. With the with South. South. <laughs> it's a big country. It's, it's a big huge. country. It's it is huge. a big bloody country, um, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have a North-South divide here as well, you know. Have you experienced that? How long have you been living in the UK, Andrew Gruen? Uh, about six years now. Six oh, years. So you're basically a naturalised citizen. Yeah, right? yeah. Northern people, very friendly, I find. Yeah. Southern people, kind of jerks. Yeah, that's yeah. us. Is we that are... the same as in America, or the opposite? Um, depends on who you ask, I suppose. That, I'm was, that, was, that, was, a, that was a terrifying <laughs> moment there when you realised we do have North American listeners yeah. and they are going to be paying attention. That's right. Well, you're from Northern California, aren't you? Yeah, just outside of San Francisco. No Cal. No, NorCal. 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 Sorry, right. Yeah. I just couldn't. SoCal, NorCal. SoCal, NorCal. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. That's how you say North. I've, I've heard <laughs> that they there's that similar to our North South divide. There's there's ways of feeling about each other for NorCal and SoCal. Oh, Northern because there's a big divide between Northern California and Southern California. Why are they such pricks in SoCal? Tell us. Uh well, mostly because they're just they're just kind of shallow. They just <laughs> they've got it's all surface. Everyone's very polite, but in a way that they're trying to get something out of it. Yeah. Than, so does that include San Diego, LA? Yeah, the whole swath of it really goes right it off. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Where does no uh, count? North they've got really nice weather. They do have that. So. Don't you have that? No, it's cloudy up here. No, it's kind of cloudy, foggy. The ocean's really cold. San Francisco, famously miserable. What? I mean, not the attitude of the people, I should hasten to add. <laughs> They're the best. They're the best. We're sitting <laughs> really close to one from just outside. No, no, the weather's terrible. Foggy, terrible weather in, in San Francisco. I've been to San Francisco. Do you know what they hate? What? If you call it San Fran or Frisco. Or That's true, like, yeah. Why? That's, I don't know. I think it's kind of nice. But... I'm from London. Call it Lunny D if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Lunny D. Yeah, yeah I think I will. That's yeah. nice. LDN. LDN from the LDN. Yeah. Don't like that either. No. Well. <laughs> uh, so welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome. Thank you very much. I hope we've made you feel at home on this week's Howdy USA themed uh, uh, absolute worldy football podcast. You've put on a very nice spread of sliders. Yeah. Which are miniature hamburgers. Oh, yeah, I'll have another one of those. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm. Ah, yum, delicious. Yum. Yeah. <laughs> I'm vegetarian, but. Um, are these veggie? No, you, they're not. Uh, no, they're, they're beef. Beef brisket. Beef brisket. And burnt ends. Ooh. What is that? What is that? It's a cut of American style beef. Right. Or pork, I think. 
We are so <laughs> up on... You're like the least knowledgeable American person ever. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> Andrew, yeah. can we talk about soccer? Soccer, yeah, absolutely. Uh, can we... Can, when you talk about soccer, do yeah. you say soccer? Uh, depends on who I'm talking to, but generally... No, I use the term football now. However, soccer, I will say, people... Uh, a lot of English people really love to get on their high horse about this word soccer. Yeah. Because they go, oh, stupid Americans call it soccer. It's football. And because you, you kick it with your foot. What? Uh, Hold and on. Was that an English accent? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, that was just someone being a bit hilarious and oh, indignant. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, um, well, it turns out that soccer was originally an English term. Was it? Um, for football. Was yeah. it indeed? So, like, you had uh, soccer, which was short for association football. No way. And rugger, which is rugby. Um, I mean. And so that was used up until, like, the 1970s uh, oh, in the UK. My God. You think that we would have done some research about this, job? <laughs> yeah. You'd think on this themed uh, episode, Carl, we'd have so, known that. Really? So I try and knock people off their high horse, wouldn't they? And do um, they fall? No, not usually. They're no. just sort of skeptically... Look at me. I have to say, I have fallen all the way to the floor. Yeah. As will, I think, many of our listeners. That is Just something assume, we should know. Yeah, soccer is a, is a UKism. Association football. Oh, yeah, pass the old soccer. Exactly that. <laughs> so <laughs> There you go. So, so right. Okay, fine. But you do call it football these days. Uh, I do, but yeah, most Americans would call it soccer. What's yeah. your earliest soccer memory? Uh, well, I played uh, soccer. A lot of Americans. This is another thing English people don't. Know, a lot of Americans do play soccer uh, for the first for their formative year. Like that's what they're just like. Get the kids in a field, run them around till they're tired. It's an um, easier game than all the other than basketball, which obviously if you've got a ball on a court. But yeah. Like, of all the sort of popular games in the states, it feels like it's much easier to set up. You don't need yeah. lines. You don't you need an umpire or like an adult to watch over to make sure people aren't ripping each other's arms off. Well, you do need a ref usually for well for, for an actual game. But like let's say oh, you're throwing like kids a kick, into a field. A kickabout is what you're saying. Is a lot right. of kids have kickabout. Well, no, we had like leagues and everything. Oh, what? Um, little, 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 little league, little, little league. league. Very <laughs> nice, little league. Um, yeah, with orange slices at halftime and all that stuff. Really? That. Yeah. And um, Did you I was in a, a yeah, I was on a team. I can't remember what we were called. I remember we tried to come up with a new name uh, for the team. The coach was like taking suggestions at practice, uh, and I, I came up with it. I was really into Star Wars at the time. <laughs> really big fan of Star Wars. Big nerd. Uh, and I was like, well, how about the stormtroopers? <laughs> <laughs> this this oh coach God. just was sort of like, I just um um that's that's not really a good idea. It's like, why not? That's so badass. We'll be the stormtroopers. We could even our kit could be white, you know. Um, he was like, that has some associations that people might be uncomfortable with. Uh, uh, so oh unfortunately, God. we weren't called the stormtroopers. Oh, that is and unfortunate. If there are any Jewish teams in the league, they'd have, yeah. they'd have been very intimidated. Well, and intimidating names are very important. Yeah, especially yeah. in America. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Can you explain yeah. to me some of the naming policy with teams in the United States of America across across the board? I don't understand. Oh, you mean like MLS stuff or? Well, across the, well, MLS being Major League Soccer for any of our listeners who aren't familiar with the with football in the states. But Is no, that just, what it stands for? Yeah, yeah Major yeah. League Soccer. Very but, good. But I uh, know I'm more interested in the well. Yes, obviously MLS teams, but just in general, football teams and 
uh, American football teams and uh, baseball teams, they all seem to have very unique names. Yeah. Um, I have no idea. <laughs> Absolutely what, no. What's your... Uh, they just go for something catchy, usually. Or oftentimes, it'll start from something like... Uh, to do with the local history, for example, or you take a nice sort of uh, old racial stereotype and you turn Washington Redskins. There you go. Yeah, that's uh, that's an old favorite. Can you um, clear this one up for me? Tampa Bay Rowdies. Where were that? Is Rowdies like a, a historic thing, or is it just like a term for people getting all riled up? Uh, it makes me think of Rowdy Man Piper from the WWF. Oh yeah, um, Rowdy Roddy oh, Piper. Rowdy Roddy well, Piper. He was Scottish. I mean, he was Scottish. Oh, was well, he not actually Scottish? Nah, not really. I mean, oh. I think not really, no. Probably not. I think he was playing a character who was Scottish. Like Groundskeeper Willie? A little Just, bit. Just like, <laughs> like that. Yeah. Maybe he voiced Groundskeeper Willie. He didn't. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, 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 what's the closest, uh, well, so first of all, in NorCal, yeah. what's your closest American football team? Oh, American football team, yeah, that I can do. It's NFL. The, the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers. Or the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, oh, they moved there from... But they're moving. Or moved. They're moving again. They, they weren't they originally in Oakland, were Suddenly realising that you don't really follow the gridiron. Not anymore. I did for a long time, but once I started following uh, soccer, or football, the English Premier League, I just can't watch it anymore because it's just... There's so many ad breaks. Yeah. That, like, I'm, like, literally just... You start getting into the, the play of action, and then it's yet another... And who's Ad your break. closest MLS franchise? Ah, uh, what do we have? We have the Earthquakes. That's is that San San Jose, Jose, San earthquakes. Jose earthquakes. I think that's our closest. Yeah. And have you been to a game? I mean, aptly named because there are earthquakes in California. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's an earthquake. We're gonna shake you like an earthquake. Oh, you're Intense. gonna be all over the place. Oh, shake you up. Um, yeah. so they, yeah. they were the, called the, the stormtroopers. There we go. They get called the quakes, don't they? The quakes could be. Quakers? Not the Quakers. Not the Quakers. Not the Quakers. <laughs> Turn that TV off. Yeah. Quaker Oats. Um, so it's pretty clear then your, all your US soccer related stuff is from being a kid and playing. It's not yeah. from supporting a team. And we were terrible, by the way. That, our team. The Stormtroopers. Yeah, well, there wasn't a what team. What did you settle on? He can't remember. Uh, the Earthquakes, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> San Jose Earthquakes. <laughs> used to play for the San Jose yeah. The Tremors, yeah. maybe. The Tremors. That's oh, a good one. Oh, like the small quake. The Youth Earthquakes. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, so, you do, yeah, so most of your formulative football memories are playing yeah, watching. Yeah, we lost every game. Oh, every single game, what? except for one. And because I played all over the pitch, because I was uh, just got bored easily, so I switch around. <laughs> and also, my team was so terrible. I was just like, just let me do that one as well, and I'll run around and do that. What a dream um, to coach! Yeah, I know. I was a real angel. <laughs> uh, so, what uh, took one? We did win one game. One game against a team called the Men in Black. <laughs> Um, who were I don't know if they were like a younger team or something because we literally lost every game we were awful but this game and finally I was like just put me in goal because that's where most of the action happens (laughs) just put me in the goal I'll be goalkeeper and then this one game where we absolutely stomped them 7-0 or something like that I was in goal the whole time just sort of watching in the distance To the point where I got so bored, I actually sat down in my goal, and I cringe to think of it now, but I literally sat down, even had a little lie down like this, with my head resting, and my mother was there, and she was like, Andrew, get up! What are you doing? (laughs) And then the coach was running down, get up! Get up! I was like, I'm bored! Uh, I think they might have subbed off the goalkeeper. I love that a team game at that age, you were like, well, no one is thinking about me here. (laughs) 
Also, it probably speaks volumes that the one game that your team won, you weren't playing yeah, outfield. It's true. Yeah, running no, around no. all over the place, <laughs> taking the ball off your team. Best goalkeeper the Tremors had ever seen. It's true. Um, yeah. And whilst we've got you here in Clean this little sheet. introduction, what is a worldie as you understand it? Like a, um, I would think of it as like a sort of world-class performance of some sort. Oh, so not necessarily in football? No. Could you have like a worldie of a performance in a, in a play? Yeah, I suppose you could. I'm sure Ian McKellen has said many years. So would you say your, your, your classic worldie moment would be... What? Ian McKellen. Yeah, I was going to say. The third. Fly, you yeah. fools. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Oh, it's Gandalf. Gandalf is a worldie of a performance. That is a unique worldie. Thank you. I mean, you that didn't, really that worldie, definitely but, came yeah. out of your mouth, Andrew. <laughs> Ian McKellen. Man, it was slightly like pulling teeth. <laughs> his his Ramona was really... No, I've got... <laughs> I've got a couple of um, worldies. They both date to 2014. Oh, yeah. Go. Yeah? Yeah. Tell All us. Right. Don't, don't look for confirmation. <laughs> Just tell us. All right. Well, uh, what, the first one would be the World Cup in 2014. Germany. Uh, well, we played Belgium. Uh, the US played Belgium. A young goalkeeper by the name of Tim Howard. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. A worldie performance. Had many a save. How many saves? A world record. I think it was Six, 15 or 16 saves. Wow. Uh, and one of my favorite bits about that is it actually made Americans give a shit about football for, yeah. for, um, for about a month. Um, they were going to name an airport after him. Yeah. And he also he just looks badass. He's got a bald head. He's got a badass beard. And, um, and what came after was great, which was like the sort of memes of uh, Tim Howard saving various things. I know Kyle loves a meme. Yeah, I do. Uh, I love a meme. Tim Howard saving the Titanic from the iceberg. <laughs> Tim Howard saving Mufasa from the stampede. Um, Tim Howard saving the dinosaurs from the asteroid hurtling towards them. He was a hero, a national hero. And that is an absolute worldie. That is an absolute worldie. With uh, our Budweiser's, uh-huh. we oh, salute yes. you, Tim Howard. <laughs> Tim Howard Kalink. <laughs> So, listeners, welcome back. It falls to me on this episode seven of season two of the Absolute Worldy Football Podcast, Carl. Episode seven. How many is that in total, Joe? I don't know. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. <laughs> uh, to, to, to treat you to a classic worldy moment that is American in the making. Welcome, Andrew. Thank you. Yep, you're welcome. Um, so... Guys, the date is August the 14th, 1977. What's going on in the world at that time? Nixon? Uh, I don't know. Andrew? Nixon? Yep, Nixon. Yeah. Let's Watergate. say Nixon. Watergate. Why yeah. not? And a little-known team by the name of the New York Cosmos, or oh. Cosmos, depending on your pronunciation, are hosting the Fort Lauderdale Strikers at Giants Stadium. And 77,691 fans... A number that would not be seen again in American uh, uh, football stadiums or soccer stadiums wow. for 40 years have packed into the stadium to see a team that has Brazilian great Carlos Alberto, uh, Italian Giorgio Cinaglia, the amazing German captain Franz Beckenbauer, and of course the best player of all time, Pele, playing in the first leg of a two-game series to see who would advance to the conference championships. And the Cosmos thrashed the strikers. They went past the Rochester Lancers in the next game and they beat the Seattle Sounders in the 1977 Soccer Bowl to win the North American Soccer League. Soccer Bowl? (laughs) (laughs) It was the Soccer Bowl. Is that what it's called? The final of the North American Soccer League. Didn't Pelé start that at the New York Cosmos? So, I'm glad you asked me that question, Andrew, because based on that classic worldy moment, I'm going to tell you about the New York Cosmos. Oh, wonderful. Um, So... The New York Cosmos were founded in 1970 by Warner Communications executives 
Ahmet and Nesuhi Atoan, who mm, were wow. uh, Turkish. Nice. Turkish. They were Turkish, as well as the company president, Steve Ross. Um, so uh, this is actually That's part different. of a deal that the, uh, one of the Etoran brothers, uh, Nesuhi, made when they sold Atlantic Records to Warner Entertainment. Okay. They said, as Turkish immigrants to the United States, one of the things that they insisted upon putting, being put into the small print mm. was that Warner Entertainment, when they purchased Atlantic Records, would start a football team. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Turks are mad for football, Joe. They are mad for football. Can you imagine a situation like... I can't imagine a similar situation where you'd like put into your contract, like, yeah, of course we'll sell you our record company, but you have to start a soccer team. David Beckham had it put into his contract that he would get a club when he uh, left LA Galaxy, but that's a story for another time. Wow. That is true, though. Yeah. Um, so, um, at the time uh, when the Cosmos were founded, the North American Soccer League was pretty... Substandard. It was amateur teams playing on uh, rubbish pitches. Um, the mm. Cosmos player coach at the time, when they started in 1970, was Gordon Bradley. I know what you're thinking, Kyle. Never heard of him. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I, the Bradley name is a famous US soccer name. You are incorrect. Ah! <laughs> uh, yes, he's no relation to the famous Bob and Mike Bradleys of this uh, of this world. He is, in fact. A player who played 130 games for Carlisle United in the 60s. He is uh, essentially a bit of a no mark. Sorry, Gordon Bradley, if you're listening. That's the Gordon Bradley (laughs) chatbot. Bob Bradley, he... Didn't he coach um, Swansea for a little bit? He did, yeah. Bob Bradley, the former uh, coach of the United States uh, national team, ended up being coach of Swansea. And currently coach of LAFC. LAFC, interesting. So, the the 1970 North American Soccer League All-Star team at the end of the season uh, was made up of amateur American players uh, or imports who had joined the league from places as far flung as St. Mirren, Peterborough, and then, very small but now in the Premier League, Huddersfield Town. So the one man, the person who's actually credited with changing all that is this guy, Steve Ross. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Ross. Of Sorry. Warner American. <laughs> so he was the guy, he was, uh, he was probably the first media mogul in the world. Uh, he'd founded Warner Communications. Um, he had people like Barbara Streisand, Ray Charles, the Rolling Stones on his books. He bought a, um, uh, the first ever video game console into uh, wide usage. He helped integrate comic book in, into the entertainment industry, uh, and he'd ignited the cable television revolution in the states. This guy, big deal. He's a big deal. Big deal around the old entertainment factory. Big cojones. No, that's something else. That's, <laughs> um, so, that's a grit. So just previously, in 1968, the NAS, the NASL, uh, the North American Soccer League, had been formed by the merger of two already fading leagues and hosted only five teams. When they formed the Kansas City Spurs, mm. who knew the Atlanta Chiefs? Oh dear, uh, the <laughs> <laughs> the Dallas Tornado—not tornadoes, just one singular tornado. The St. Louis Stars or St. Louis? Is it St. Louis? St. Louis. St. Louis Stars and the Baltimore. <laughs> it's not. It's dividing you up. And the Baltimore Bays. Um, uh, in the top games of the that, ba- the Baltimore like, Bays boyfriends. Ba- yeah, yeah, B A E S. <laughs> About 300 people were in attendance at the top games, and the league, 300, yeah. Wow. And the league was basically in terminal decline at the end of the 69 season. Um, so uh, when Ross founded the Cosmos in 70 and they joined that league, it all started to change around. Although, in, at the very beginning, the uh, Cosmos' top scorer, a man named Randy Horton, great name, 
Randy Orton. Very nice. Uh, he was the top scorer, but he also played. He also worked full time at the Warner Brothers Jungle Habitat theme park. That sounds amazing. I want to go. <laughs> the Jungle Habitat. Yeah. yeah. Why the hell not? Um, they were playing their games at Yankee Stadium to <laughs> three hundred people. Yeah. Which is wow. a no- um, then they moved to somewhere called the Hofstra Stadium. Any idea what that is? Queens, maybe? Uh, who knows? But they were getting 50 people wow. uh, to watch their games. Um, Ross, however, was a massive fan, Mr. Mr. Media Mogul, and he moved the team to Downing Stadium on Randall's Island in an effort to attract more fans. However, it's only uh, in 1974 when things take a turn. They approached, in 1970, a little player by the name of Pele, three-time World Cup winner, world best player in the world, in 1970 to come and play for a team who were attracting 50 fans to a game. And he said, no. <laughs> but also, he was, still, he was still not old in 1970. No, no. However, four years later, Pele left Santos, the Brazilian team he'd played for his entire career, and he moved to the New York Cosmos. He likes teams that end in os. Uh, <laughs> Santos and the Cosmos. Uh, his contract at the time, bearing in mind this is 1974, $1 million for three years of playing, $1 million for 10 years of marketing rights, $1 million for a 14-year PR contract, and $1 million for a music contract. Ooh. Is that four separate payments? Yep. Four million. Four million. Wow. Four million dollar <laughs> contract. Um, amazing uh, side note, the president of Brazil at the time, a man named Ernesto Gazelle, Mm. Uh, publicly announced that he thought it was a bad idea for Pele to leave Santos and asked him to play on for another year. Uh, He said no, obviously. Um, So, this changes the entire landscape of soccer and of football in the United States, Andrew. It completely changes. Well, it sets up a nice precedent, doesn't it, for the modern-day retirement house that is... That is the, the MLS. Well, it's nice because they create a nice sort of community for them. They can watch daytime soaps together. Yeah, I um, mean it is yeah. lovely. But yeah. he basically changes the the the, the US media turn up at his uh, unveiling. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like the biggest thing that's happened in. I mean, to put it in perspective, the most re- the the uh, the previous most uh, newsworthy thing that had happened to the New York Cosmos was their goalkeeper Shep Messing appearing in a two page spread nude in an adult magazine. <laughs> Shep Messing. Shep Messing. <laughs> he wasn't messing about that no, day. No, so you can imagine that the press must have been asking questions like, Pele, do you know how many fans they have? <laughs> yeah. Pele, they don't know how to play football. Yeah. And, and does he just hold up four fingers? <laughs> four million. Four million dollars. <laughs> he changes it around though. They start playing to, they start to really kick on to the crowds. As I said, in 1978, 77,000 people. That's only in four years, that turnaround. Uh, when he was injured, there were still 20,000 people coming to watch the game. And most of the time, they weren't watching the game. They were looking at Pele and the stars. <laughs> What's he going to do now? <laughs> oh, he seems to be scratching his nose. I mean, but the presence in... Oh, there we go. Pele and the Cosmos met President Gerald Ford. It was Ford, not Nixon. But Ford right in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go. Uh, yeah. uh, the Cosmos average attendance during the mid to late 1970s was over 40,000 and they were the league's marquee club. Um, as a result, other players uh, joined the league. Gordon Banks, Rodney Marsh, Jeff Hurst, George Best all played in the National uh, American Soccer League. Uh, the increase in star players' money and player power, the attention uh, for the team sort of went more into the nightclub situation. They were all at Studio 54. They were part of like the New York... Like, scene. nightclub scene. Who was? Rodney Marsh? Yep. 
Absolutely was. Do they... you know who Rodney Marsh is, Andrew? No, I don't. For he's... our for our listeners, Carl, do you want to explain who Rodney, Rodney Marsh is? Rodney Marsh is a ex Fulham uh, player. He famous for having like that classic seventies like head of hair. Mm. But in more recent times, in the late nineties and the noughties, he was a pundit. He got sacked unceremoniously for making a joke linking the Toonami, Newcastle's nickname, to the recent tsunami that had happened in East Asia. Oh, He's never been days. seen again. Never no, been seen. but he was part of the Studio 54 nightclub scene. Maybe he's gone back for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, off the pitch, yeah, there was a certain amount of, let's say, fun being had by all these imports uh, on all these huge amount of money. Um, on the pitch, I, I'm going to say it didn't resemble very much the sort of football that we have come to know and love. Uh, one of the most uh, impressive things was something they introduced to ensure there was no ties. Uh, there would never be a draw in, mm. the, in the league. They, 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 they introduced something called the, uh, the North American Soccer League Shootout, Ooh. which was like a penalty shootout, but where you dribble from the halfway line oh. uh, and attempt to, uh, to round the keeper and score. I've wow. seen highlights of mm. this. It's similar to hockey. Ice hockey. They do the same thing for their shootouts, huh. and they start halfway, and the goalkeeper can... Uh, push on as well it's the same in it's one thing that Americans absolutely detest is a tie they just can't stand a, a draw we want a, we want there to be a winner it's part of the reason that I think football uh, soccer has trouble sort of getting its tenterhooks into America's because uh, they don't like draws uh, and we also really like from a very young age sportsman like conduct sportsmen are almost held up in you know you should be you know you win with grace you behave yeah. You know, and diving and that sort of thing uh, is something that cheating. America, it just gets under our skin. It's like, that's cheating, you know, that's you're bending the rules, it's cheating. Uh, so it really infuriates us. It's interesting, know. the American identity not based on cheating. Mm, you, know, I, I, you know, take from it what you will. But yeah, they, <laughs> they, um, that's, that's, uh, that's how we feel about it. That's why there was no such draws. an uproar when there was the whole Brady um, inflate gate in, in right. NFL about exactly, uh, yeah. reducing the weight of the ball, making it easier to throw. Yeah. Big scandal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so as I mentioned, uh, the Cosmos were enjoying all this. They, they had uh, more star players come in, as I mentioned earlier. De Kaiser. Franz Beckenbauer, who was not past it at that point. He was a, at the peak of his game. Franz Beckenbauer, for our non-football listeners, one of the uh, best players of all time, the captain of uh, West Germany in that era. Uh, he joined the Cosmos uh, in 1977. Brazilian World Cup winner Carlos Alberto joined. So the 1977 season was Pele's last uh, year. A capacity crowd turned out at Giant Stadium, where they now played their games, for the testimonial match against his former side, Santos. Shut up. Yeah. Was the president there? Crying, 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 crying. Why did you do it, Pele? So this is bizarre because I don't know if there's this really exists in any other form of football. So with Pele's retirement, the sort of joy went out of the game slightly. Uh, Crowds started to drop off. Uh, By 1980, the attendances were almost all gone. The broadcast deal with ABC was dropped. Uh, and the majority of franchises started making a huge loss financially, including the Cosmos. High wages were being paid to overseas players. Um, there was an unsuccessful hostile takeover bid from everyone's favourite uh, media mogul, Rupert Murdoch, of Ooh. Warner Communications. And as a result, Warner Communications, in, uh, taking, in, in stopping the takeover bid, had to sell off a lot of his assets, including Global Soccer, the subsidiary that owned the Cosmos. So basically, the Cosmos did manage to win the league one last time in 1982, but in 1984, the North American Soccer League, the main mainstream soccer source in the United States, folded. 
1984. Wow. Wow. Um, the league did reform in 2011. Yeah. Um, and the cosmos reformed in 2013. I know. So there is an interesting twist to the end of this tale, perhaps. Rebirth. Is there? No, there isn't. The league is currently not happening because <laughs> of a lawsuit uh, with the uh, United States Soccer who's like the British football, the English Football Association, because the North American Soccer League wanted to be considered the kind of second division to Major League Soccer. Uh, but Major League Soccer had chosen a different soccer so, league. Yeah. Huh. Um, and so currently, there are only three official teams in the North American Soccer League, including New York Cosmos, but nobody's playing any games. The league is on hiatus for an indeterminate period of time. Uh, and, uh, and they're all down in Studio 54? They're all down in Studio 54, partying with a now octogenarian Pele. <laughs> and Andy Warhol. And Andy Warhol. <laughs> so, Andrew, that was uh, this week's classic worldy moment, detailing soccer in your homeland and how yeah. it started. Yeah, well, that was uh, very informative. Did you know um, any of that? Uh, I knew a little bit about the New York Cosmos uh, and Pele. Uh, but no, I didn't know all that. I didn't know died in 84. Yeah. Um, Soccer died in 84. Soccer died in 84. What year were you born? 85. Oh, oh my. Wow. We've really nailed our guest this week, Kyle. <laughs> Soccer died in 84. Grew and born in 85. Soccer takes over again. I killed soccer, basically. You killed soccer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after the break, we'll be talking about the rebirth of US soccer with the major league soccer. So have a little listen to this week's Absolute Worldy Football Bulletin, and we'll be back. This week's Absolute Worldy Football Bulletin. What you need to know this week to fill the football-shaped holes in your repertoire. Tragedy and horror struck Leicester City this week as their chairman, Vichai Srivadanaprabha, died in a helicopter crash in the club car park, along with the pilot and three other passengers, the VIP guests of the chairman for their game last Saturday against West Ham. The helicopter took off in the centre circle an hour after kickoff, a regular matchday occurrence, but moments later plummeted to the ground. Club employees, including their goalkeeper Kash Michael, rushed to the scene but had to retreat after explosions in the cockpit. The club and his home country of Thailand are in mourning, Srivadana Prabha being given a Thai royal endorsed funeral back in Asia. This is the second fatal helicopter crash to befall a Premier League chairman, Chelsea's Matthew Harding losing his life in similar circumstances back in 1996. Meanwhile, after 10 games, there are still three potential invincibles in the making in the Premier League. Man City, Liverpool and Chelsea are still to lose a game. Also in the Premier League, the FA are looking to ban substitutions in injury time of matches as early as next month. Simply put, this means an end to time-wasting by slowly jogging subbed players leaving the pitch to ironic ovations, allowing clubs to hold onto a lead by keeping the ball out of play. Roy Hodgson, manager of Crystal Palace, has called for a basketball-style stopwatch system where the clock stops when the ball is out. Considering a game between Burnley and Cardiff earlier in the season saw the ball in play for only 42 minutes of the 90, this system would certainly lead to a much longer viewing spectacle. A moment of contemplation for Hibernian manager Neil Lennon. Seconds after he openly celebrated a goal against arch-rivals Hearts being disallowed for offside in front of the Hearts fans, he was rolling on the floor in agony after being hit in the face by a thrown coin. Criminal offence? Karma? Probably more from column A. And did you know, the owner of Portsmouth, currently flying high at the top of the table in League One, 
Mike Eisner, is embroiled in the lawsuits being piled against Harvey Weinstein. Documents allege that back when Eisner was chief executive at Disney, they owned Miramax at a time when Miramax essentially paid hush money to multiple victims of Weinstein. It said it's impossible that Eisner wouldn't have been aware of these dealings and did nothing to investigate them. Eisner has defended himself against allegations in the past by stating he fired Weinstein for being an incorrigible bully and that he had no idea he was capable of these horrible actions. The only podcast linking the English Football League to the hashtag MeToo movement? Yeah, we like to think so. And finally, Irish club Bohemians have honoured Bob Marley with their latest Away Kid, featuring the man's face in the bottom right corner of the shirt. His son, Kaimani Marley, has dubbed the shirt the dopest shirt I have ever seen. Bob played a gig at the club's home stadium, Dallymount Park, back in 1980. Cue plenty of parodies of other Irish team strips with Westlife and Nadine from Girls Aloud emblazoned across them. But don't worry about a thing, because every little thing gets parodied on Twitter. And that was the Absolute Worldy Football Bulletin. What you need to know this week to fill the football-shaped holes in your repertoire. And we're back with this week's worldie, obviously US soccer themed, the MLS. So we already stands for Major League Soccer. That's it. Did that's you why... not know that before? No, today? I didn't. I was just... <laughs> that's actually why you shouldn't say the MLS because the Major League Soccer doesn't make any sense. Oh my God! You're yeah. just supposed to Good say major, uh, MLS. <laughs> oh, what happened in MLS this week? But then that's the same with a lot of American things. Like people say the WWE, which replaced the WWF. Yeah, that doesn't work. Or it does. That's Star Wars. The Star. It's <laughs> another classic. Yeah, you and your stormtroopers. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of my joke about Star Wars's head. Oh, Star Wars! So head. my my brothers well, had never seen Star Wars before. They're very yeah. excited. Uh, they'd obviously heard the word Star Wars a lot. And we started watching uh, episode uh, four. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you get the big shot at the beginning of the, of the spaceship. I think it was the Death Star. Mm. Uh, and my brother went, oh my God, it's Star Wars' head. Oh. <laughs> I just didn't know what was going on. The best That's thing is, adorable. your brother listens to this podcast and hates that story. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to ask you some questions about MLS. Oh my god, it's a Kyle quiz okay. based on MLS. Okay, okay, which I'll have no knowledge. I'm not going to do a tally, we're just going to ask the questions. Are we competing? Okay? No, no competition. So just Andrew to answer all the questions then. Yeah. And Great. we're not, you know, we know that they like competitive, competitive sport in America, but this mm. is neutral. We're just going to have some yeah. fun. Will you stop trying to compete all the time? Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, yeah. Hates so, cheats, loves boys. winners. <laughs> when does the MLS, sorry, when does MLS calendar start and end? 1985. <laughs> Okay, that's a slightly different question, but he's one year off. The MLS oh. did start in 19... No, you're 11 years off. It started in <laughs> 1996. That's, that's when it... So there was a 12-year gap right. or however long, but when, but when there was no... So top... it, was it launched to coincide with the... No, it wasn't. It was launched two years after the World Cup yeah. that was in the United States in 94. Yeah, so off that kind of groundswell of uh, interest, I guess. Because, right. Yeah, because the, I remember the, is the I remember very well the, the 1994 World Cup, and I remember there were, the stadiums were full. There was a lot of people interested in the World Cup. Mm. But they had no domestic league. Yeah, and it's coming home again. Uh, football is coming home to <laughs> Mexico, the US, and Canada. <laughs> Where it always belonged. I can't wait. Can we come <laughs> and stay with you? That would be awesome. Yeah, let's do it. Great. 
Nor so, Cal, here we come. Back to the calendar, boys. Sorry. Oh, yes. I just want to know, know when does the season start and when does it end? Joel, do you know? I assume it starts in the spring and ends in the fall. It does. It starts in March and it finishes in October and the playoffs or the postseason runs November to December. So actually, I think it's huh. quite nice. We don't have that in our sports season. It goes. It's not the same as a calendar year. It actually makes it a lot easier to, you know, what season we're we talking about? Oh, we're just talking about 2018 season as opposed to saying, oh, we're talking about 2017, 2018 season. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. Um, so I think and they've done it on purpose. It's clear. It's concise. Um, can you be relegated? <laughs> uh, no, you cannot be relegated. No, you can't. It's fixed membership. There are occasional expansion franchises allowed. Uh, the recent ones have been Los Angeles Football Club and New, New York, York City Football Club. Yeah. Do we know what the next franchise that's um, about to be uh, unleashed in the in MLS is? Is it the one you mentioned earlier that's owned by David Beckham? It is. Oh my God! What's a this Miami one? club called Inter Miami. Wait, what? Into <laughs> Miami? No, what? Inter. 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 Like, like, Miami. like Inter Milan. Yeah, Inter but Miami. Inter Milan is a f- it's internazionale. Right. Yeah, international Miami. <laughs> what do you want, Joel? <laughs> That's wow. Make any sense. That doesn't make any okay, sense. Okay, next at all. question. If you are playing in MLS as a club, do you play teams from all over the country? It's a very big country. It's a very large country. Um, I imagine at some point throughout the season you would. But... I'm going to say yes and no. Well, no. that's a trick question. Uh, the, it's split do they have divisions? Into two. No, like... they have conferences. Uh, right. So you have the East and West conferences, like as in the East and West Coast. Um, and there are 34 games in a season, but it's unbalanced in the schedule. It's quite tricky. Um, you play certain amount of games against the teams in your own conference, and then you play less games against teams from the other conference, but it's sort of random. It's similar to other sports in America, okay. or in a similar way. Yeah. Uh, there's 23 teams in MLS, 12 in the uh, Western Conference, and 11 in the East. How many trophies are there? Well, I assume Ming... That you win a trophy for the league for winning the conference. So oh, maybe a conference one and a... so two, so two, two for the east and west, and then do the east and west winners play, play each other? Sort of a playoff sort so of situation. Three, we're gonna say. Yeah, there's only two. Oh. Two. <laughs> You're sort of right. So the the team that does the best in the season before the postseason, they win something called the supporters shield. Which from the faces you were pulling, I can tell you agree with me. It sounds kind of. Wussy. <laughs> wow. Wussy. Wussy, wow. Um, and it is. It bit. does sound really lame. I, guess, um, yeah. I think they do that on purpose to kind of minimise the importance of that. Huh. Because usually the winners of the Supporters' Shield have done incredibly well in the season. They go into the postseason, of course. And so quite often the team that eventually wins the MLS Cup mm. also have won the Supporters' Shield as well. So it's like a double. Um, you win the MLS Cup by being in the top six of your conference, going into the playoffs fighting all the way through the playoffs to the MLS Cup final, which is East versus West. There we go. Not North versus South. No, as we try to create drama with yeah. the... Yeah, sorry. Yeah. It's always... It, really, historically, it's all about being... It's all been about East versus West. Oh, absolutely. Coast. Yeah. In hip-hop, yeah. in soccer, in the in the little-known Civil War Two. this time it's East versus West. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, football is good. Football is fun. Is there for everyone? I can't really be bothered to follow it properly, but I'll tell you one thing I prefer the broccoli. Kick ball with foot, football, yeah. We're now into the playoff 
time, guys. It's October, November. It's actually November, but we are in to playoff season, the postseason. Um, do you want to know the teams? I'm going to tell you. In the Eastern Conference, we have in first place, finished first place, New York Red Bulls, sponsored mm. by Red Bull. Uh, famous legendary players include Thierry Henry. So they sort of are the replacement cosmos. Of, yes. uh, of yesteryear um, they finished this season with a record points tally of 71 uh, this is so that they're now that's the highest ever points tally in M- in MLS season in their rich rich history of 20 years I don't even know if they've been there the whole time um, but they but 71 in a 34 game season does not sound like a lot no it really doesn't because mm. that's just over a two point average so Bradley Mike Phillips is their MVP Bradley Wright Phillips, the... I'm going to do an MVP for all these teams. Most valuable player in American term. Most valuable player. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Bradley Wright Phillips is the son of Ian Wright. Yep. And the brother of Sean Wright Phillips. And he has uh, one of te- only 10 players in MLS history to score over 100 goals. And he got there in the least amount of games. Good on your Brad. He wears number 99. And they've retired the shirt in his honour, even though he still plays. <laughs> That's very. I'm sorry to say that feels very American. As a side note, could you think of any other uh, players who might have got 100 goals in the earth? I, well, I don't know. Some American players probably. Landon Donovan. Donovan. Landon yes, Donovan. And Chris Wondolowski. Don't know who that is. What so. a name, though. Yeah. Okay. The team that finished second in the Eastern Conference is Atlanta United. Their goalkeeper, Brad Guzan. Uh, um, they have a player who's seriously been linked with Arsenal, uh, Miguel Almiron, and their MVP is a Venezuelan striker called Joseph Martinez, who's broken the league uh, the most goals in the league season for MLS. He got 31 this season. Good for That's him. a good hole. His, nice. uh, their manager is Tata Martino, ex-Barcelona owner manager. Gosh. <laughs> Third in East, New York City FC. They're a club majority owned by the City Group, who also uh, own Man City. Melbourne City and Girona in Spain. Their MVP is Spanish striker David Villa. So essentially, that wait, who owns Man City's Abu Dhabi, isn't it? Yeah, the Abu Dhabi Group. So it's big that they're another example of uh, being owned essentially by a country. Um, so they've had they've only been in uh, MLS for two seasons, and in their first roster they had players like Frank Lampard and Andrea Pirlo, both now retired. Fourth, DC United. Now, if I was going to say two words to go with DC United, what would those words be? Wayne Rooney. That's right, Andrew. Yes. Wayne Rooney. You got one. I got one. They signed to <laughs> mid-season this year. Uh, at that point, when he signed, they'd played 14 games and they'd won two of them. They were bottom of the conference. With Rooney, they played another 19 and they won 12. Wow. He scored 14 goals and he's assisted seven. Fifth, Columbus Crew. Which is my favourite name. <laughs> the Columbus Crew. The Columbus Crew. Uh, they're also called, Col- <laughs> they're called Columbus Crew SC rather than FC. Soccer club. Yeah. Oh, I love them. That's great. They wear yellow and black. Uh, they have, uh, their MVP is Gayasi Zardes, who is a US striker. He got 19 goals this season. And their other good player is uh, Federico Higuain, brother of... Gonzalo Higuain. Exactly. Wow. Currently plays for AC Milan in Italy. The last team to qualify from the Eastern Conference of the playoffs is Philadelphia Union. Uh, you've got to love the Union. Why do you think that comes from, Andrew? Philadelphia Union. Um, I don't know. Philadelphia does have a long tradition of sort of early colonial sort of... Yeah, the cracking of the Liberty, Liberty Bell. Bell. So maybe it has something to do with... So they just love... They're just, they're... They love anything to do with... The, the unions civil, and... Civil War in the North. Civil unions. Civil unions... Uh, <laughs> The United States Union. Union rings. Well, it, I'm glad that you're getting bored by Philadelphia Union because <laughs> I was also 
quite uninspired <laughs> yeah, by their I don't roster. Feel, I don't feel much for the Philadelphia. No. But they do have two English lads. Uh, Jay Simpson, ex-Arsenal, and a player called Jack Elliott, who never made a, um, a mark in English football. But they're, they're, they've There's got still a, time, Jack. Don't worry, you can do it. <laughs> they've got a goalkeeper in this squad called Jake Maguire from Chino. Uh, from OC fans will know that Ryan from the OC is from Chino. <laughs> well, you finally brought it back to something that people are going to be interested yeah. in. So <laughs> I think we made it. <laughs> so it's a reason to like Philadelphia. Is the OC NorCal? No, that's SoCal. Definitely oh, SoCal. those dicks. Yeah. Oh, that explains a lot why you don't like them. Exactly. Now, yeah. I, now I'm picturing can, really. the people who are in SoCal. Yeah, those people. Those people. Those the. Chino, OC people. Chino types. The bad boys. Yeah. <laughs> so before I crack on with uh, the Western Conference teams, I just want to give you some Rooney quotes from his time. He's, bearing in mind, he's only been there since July and he's been an absolute revelation. Uh, he's already, I think, the third most sold uh, jerseys in the league. This is what he says about being in the dressing room. As a captain, I put the music on that I want rather than, the music, rather than their music all the time. And I don't think it's bad. It's a bit of James Bay, Ed Sheeran, <laughs> and Mumford and Sons. It's quite chilled out, really. Oh my god, yeah, that's amazing. But I mean, if you ask me, what music does Wayne Rooney listen? I to? I would never have guessed that. Not in a million never. years. I would have said he just doesn't listen to music. He just listens to the voices in his head. He li- that is like a Radio Two playlist. And yeah. um, what I love about Wayne, that fact, is that we've all grown up with Wayne Rooney being the Wonder Kid. He's just a bit older than us. And now he's an old man. He's yeah, the old git yeah. in the desert. Tear down that racket. He writes poetry as well. Does he? Yeah, he's, he writes poetry for his wife sometimes. Oh, yeah. Wayne. He's a changed man. Wow. Um, so asked I'm about... Sorry. I would love to read that poem. I'm sorry I did what I did, allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> asked about how he was getting on with the cuisine. Uh, he said, well, the supermarket... Sorry, the supermarket. The supermarket. Uh, the, has an international <laughs> aisle. So there are British foods. You can get your normal tea and stuff. I think he means tea bags. Oh, uh, God. When he you, thinks he's in some kind of exotic place. When you come across a bar of chocolate or a packet of crisps from home, you enjoy it a bit more. He's oh, <laughs> <that's nice. laughs> only been gone for six months. <laughs> <laughs> he's living in Washington, D.C. Oh. He's not living in freaking China. Changing I mean, the music tastes. Everyone's talking about the so boys, let's jump up away from the uh, the DC changing room all the way across the country to the Western Conference. Oh, back yes. home for Andrew. Yes. The team that finished first this season in the Western, do you know? No idea. Sporting Kansas City. Again, another example of taking uh, an existing European name and yeah. bastardising it to make no sense. That's a weird trend, yeah. Sporting Lisbon. Sporting yeah, what's Lisbon. wrong with Sporting Kansas City? Why is, it, no, why is Sporting it Lisbon make, more sensical? It makes Kansas more City? sense. Because the... it probably makes Sporting Lisbon make sense in Portuguese. Sporting is an, is an English word. Yeah, but they <laughs> use it in a different... Anyway, let's move on. Kansas City is a sporting city. They... And they are this season because they, they finished a, first. Didn't in they have the a team called the Kansas City Chiefs at one point? That's a football team. And Kansas City Wizards is basketball. The Correct. Wizards, the Chiefs, and, and the sporting. sporting. <laughs> so their MVP is Scottish international striker Johnny Russell. Never heard of him. Who? That's right. Johnny Russell. <laughs> he signed from Derby where he'd been for about a decade. Uh, he was really sort of going under the radar at Derby and he knew he wouldn't get any game time under Frank Lampard. So he just he left actually a bit earlier than that. He's got 10 goals and 10 assists in 30 mm. games. Not bad. Um, and the best thing about um, Johnny Russell in MLS is that when he's interviewed on the telly, they put subtitles up. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, from Glasgow. 
Uh, and they are. He was asked about this. He said, "I know they do it, and I do not take offence." <laughs> <laughs> I do it. I just do the offence. <laughs> Uh, there's an amazing video of him uh, scoring a goal and then running into the crowd where there's this sobbing girl who wants his shirt. I mean, Johnny Russell has never had this sort of adoration <laughs> in his career. He is loving it. Uh, second in Western Conference, Seattle Sounders. Heard of them? Good. Yes, yes I've heard of the Sounders, Seattle yeah. Sounders. They're recent, champ- uh, re- recent winners of the MLS Cup. They won it in 2016. Nice. Uh, they've got Brad Smith on loan from Bournemouth. They've got Nicholas Lodiero, who's a Uruguayan international. You've probably seen him in the World Cup. Mm. Um, but their MVP is Roman the Emperor Torres, who we were obsessed with this summer draw. Oh, Panamanian defender. he's a beautiful man. God, he's attractive. So he's their, he's their star, uh, star defender. Clint Dempsey retired only this year. Wow. Deuce. Deuce. Clint Dunn, Deuce, Deuce Dempsey. Deuce. 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 He, Deuce. He, he, he does music. He raps. Does he? Have you not heard Clint Dempsey's rap? I have not Clint heard Clint Dempsey rap. has a As Deuce. Clint Dempsey, I encourage all listeners, be they football fans or not, to Google Clint Dempsey, former Fulham, Tottenham and Seattle Sounders strikers rap career. It is not good. (laughs) It follows a long tradition of sportsmen going into music. Such as? Pele. 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 We discussed earlier, Pele. Uh, Michael Jordan put out... Michael Jordan put out some music. Andy Murray. I think Michael Jordan. Andy Murray? Andy Murray had a a single called uh, Autograph. It is incredible. Oh my god, these are some some gems, yeah. Um, So third in Western Conference, the franchise, the new franchise, Los Angeles FC. They're owned by people, we talked about them in the summer actually, because their their MVP is Carlos Vela, and we were talking about him for Mexico. Yes. Uh, LA Galaxy's owners include Will Ferrell. He's Uh, uh, LAFC's owners, not LA Galaxy. Sorry, LAFC. Yes, yeah, Will Ferrell is... Massive, uh, massive football fan. Yeah, I saw him on a talk show singing a song... For, for, for LAFC before LAFC existed. So he's just prepping the engine. <laughs> he was just prepping, yeah. He was prepping uh, the barrel. Uh, so they've also got Adama Diamanda. He was at Hull a couple of seasons ago. He's a striker. And Bob Bradley, as you said, is their coach. Fourth in Western Conference this season, FC Dallas. I don't know how a team in Texas ended up in the Western Conference, but... but they've got to draw the line somewhere. Yeah, you get yeah. Um, I've got two words for them. Reto Ziegler. Wow. Mm. Uh, I, I would say at this point we've lost anybody who doesn't know anything about football and listens to us. He is an, like a Swiss player that barely played in the Premier League. He's the only thing I can find even note about FC Dallas, so <laughs> good on them. Uh, fifth, Portland Timbers, another, I think, sort of more famous MLS club. Uh, Liam Ridgewell, ex-Villa, and West Brom is their defender, MVP. They won the MLS Cup in 2015, and the best thing about Portland Timbers, when they score a goal, there's a big log behind the goal, and there's a man, a logger, who cuts off a ring, and <laughs> it's, they get the, the, the score of the goal gets to keep it. What? That is that's that, amazing. That is the best thing about them by that such a long way. Such a good gimmick. I it's amazing. It. I was thinking like timbers, like timber wolves or something like that. Yeah, no, just, but the trees. No, just timbers, just cutting down trees. <laughs> that's the. Do they have like a big friendly mascot that's just a lumberjack or something? I, like, think, it, I think it's just the logger guy. Just the logger guy. All right, nice. Sidewood. <laughs> you must hate it when they score lots of goals. <laughs> Oh, here I go. <laughs> no, that's what he lives for. What are you oh, talking right. about? Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, of course it's a chainsaw. I, <laughs> I had a picture of my two head. guys doing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Old fashioned two handed, two man saw. Yeah. So the final place in the playoffs went to Real Salt Lake. Again, what? I don't get it. I don't get this. Now you're, listen, Real is. Oh, forget or it. Or is it Real Salt Lake? I mean, I think. I mean, I think they I say prefer real. It, I prefer if it was the if it was real Salt Lake. Well, as it opposed gets, to those, a, that d- fake Salt Lake. 
It actually gets shortened to RSL. They get called RSL. Uh, okay. um, they've got Ned Emonua, ex-Man uh, City and QPR defender, and uh, a midfielder called Mul- Mulholland, which I think is nice because you can imagine him going on a Mulholland driving run. Great. Oh, very nice. nice. Uh, but who's missing from the Western Conference playoffs? The Galaxy. Galaxy you mentioned yeah. them earlier. You gave it away. The most famous <laughs> team in this country because of David Beckham. And currently, Zlatan. Zlatan. The god of goals. It's a real shame they're not going to be uh, with us because we're going to be there in the, in the uh, we're in, going to the playoffs in MLS postseason. Mm-hmm. In the and the last game day of the season, the thirty fourth game day, is called Decision Day. Amazing, um, and it's sponsor. It's got its own sponsorship. Um, it's like Audi presents Decision Day, something like that. I love it. Other sponsorships are available, um, <laughs> and uh, on the, on Decision Day, LA Galaxy had to win or draw uh, to make the playoffs. They were winning two nil at home in the first half. And they lost the game 3-2. Oh my god. Zlatan, what happens? Zlatan can do anything. Yeah. So Zlatan, it remains to be seen, will Zlatan still be a Galaxy uh, player next season? Who knows? Who knows? He does what he likes. Yeah. He can literally do anything. Yeah. So we now are in the, right into the hunt for the MLS, MLS Cup. Uh, the top two teams in both East and West Conference, uh, they have a bye for the first knockout rounds of the playoffs. Good. They go straight into the conference semifinals. Mm. So that's four of the 12 teams. Uh, that's New York Red Bulls, Atlanta United, Sporting Kansas City, and Seattle Sounders. The other eight are in the knockout round fixtures. Ding, Ooh. ding. And guess what, boys? The knockout round fixtures have already happened. Woo! Get in. Nice. It's Friday today. They were on Wednesday and Thursday. On Wednesday... Uh, NYC FC beat Philadelphia Union 3-1. Yeah. And FC Dallas Down with Port- the Union. Yeah. <laughs> Down with the bloody Union. <laughs> and Portland Timbers saw off two more of those rings. They won 2-1. <laughs> I genuinely thought you were going to go straight into the Portland Timbers. Saw off. Who did they play? Oh. oh no, 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 no. They saw off FC Dallas. Yes. Uh, and then late last night, DC United Columbus crew. DC United lost... Rooney oh, Rooney wow. missed a penalty in the oh. penalty shootout they this lost is, yeah. oh he's out of the playoffs 2-2 two, two. two goals for Columbus crew from Higuain oh, wow. well come done. on you crew uh, <laughs> and then LAFC versus Real Salt Lake uh, RSL win what Real Salt Lake won, uh, won 3-2 with two absolute worldy goals check out those highlights that's right I don't know nothing about football but I love my friends so I'll watch you for them so that is it for this week's absolute worldy football podcast thanks so much andrew gruen well thank you thank you both for having me it's been a real pleasure it's been a a a u.s delight a turkish delight a turkish delight because they They essentially brought football football to to the u.s US. yes full circle just wrap Um, that up in a nice little bowl um yeah no thanks for being here with us um anything you uh want to plug whilst you're here when when can you be seen gracing our screens on the bbc at some point uh that should be sometime early next year uh hold the sunsets on bbc one Hold the Sunset. Hold the Sunset, yeah, starring John Cleese. John Cleese. Alison Stedman, yeah. And Andrew Gruen. And Andrew Gruen, that's right. Uh, you can also, if you happen to be in Germany over the next month... We do have listeners in Germany. Come see me as Bob Cratchit in A Christmas Carol. Oh my God, that'd be amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah, so if you happen how's to find your, yourself uh, in Leipzig... How's your cockney? I'm working on it. Working on it. Um, <laughs> was that it? That was it, yeah. All right, good. <laughs> Please, sir, may I have some more? Is that, how's that? That's uh, lovely. That's yeah, good, yeah. Right, good. good. Uh, I've got some homework to do, but yeah, it'll be good. And before you go, who do you support in MLS? 
the earthquakes. Yeah, we made it. We yeah. converted it. San into Jose, the gotta be. It's but good. who's gonna win the playoffs? I've already. Forgotten. I can't remember who's still in. I worked so hard. <laughs> Let's say NYC. I think it will be the NYC Stormtroopers. Take it. <laughs> but speaking of homework. Yeah. This is a story for another show where we have we have you come back again. Yeah. But you do a I'm lot of homework coming, and doing a lot back. of fantasy football, don't you? It's true, yeah, I do. Andrew is one of the in, in the top hundreds of players in, in fantasy football in the world. Yeah, out of about So I'd love million. to have you back and talk about that. Would you come back and talk to me about fantasy football? I would love to. Yeah, yeah he said he'd come back, Joel. He did say he'd come back and I believed every word he said. <laughs> Thanks so much, absolute world of listeners. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. See you later. Adios. That was the Absolute Wildy Football Podcast by Joel Samuels and Kyle Ross. The theme music was courtesy of Adam Janota Bazowski and Amachada Patel. All other music is licensed by Creative Commons. Thank you for listening and don't forget to rate, review, share and subscribe and follow us on Twitter at at Wildy Podcast. Goodbye. Why was the fellas from the mic? Lean in. Because it's next to the tech, I think. But there we go, we've moved the mic closer to Hello, Mr. Hello. Bush. Hello! Kickball!